Summer is slowly drawing to a close. As the sun sets earlier and the blistering heat becomes bearable weather again, many of us take time to reflect on the memories we've made and the good times we've all had. One thing that sticks with us, even as the seasons change though, is the music we listen to. In fact, one good summer could have a big impact on how your taste in music is shaped, giving exceptions to your dislikes and a lot of songs getting permanent spots on whatever you're listening to music on. Now is the time when we all ask, what was the song of summer? But before that, what even is a song of summer? Well, let's figure that out on The Tim Gavin Show, a holistic look at music and pop culture. Okay, first things first, let's come up with a specific definition of what makes the song of summer. The first thing that comes to your head probably is any song that sounds good this time of year. But we're focusing on the actual music industry term. And yes, there is an official Song of Summer title given by Billboard magazine to one very specific song every year since 1958. The Song of Summer is tracked in between the May Long Weekend and the Labor Day Weekend on the Billboard Hot 100. And looking at numbers from radio play, sales, streaming, finding out what was in people's heads the most. But the Song of Summer doesn't necessarily need to be number one all summer to claim the title, though topping the charts all summer does help, especially nowadays. And with the more weeks at the top, the more likely a song will be to claim that title. But it also doesn't necessarily even have to be released during the summer as well. Again, chart position is really what matters the most. But generally, you won't see a Song of Summer released any later than July. And even though summer is a season all about the temporary, there are a bunch of these songs that have stood the test of time. Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, Papa Don't Preach by Madonna, Waterfalls by TLC, all standing the test of time, still loved by lots and lots of people. And then there are the other songs of summer that have more of a cult status to them. Think the Macarena, the Ketchup Song, or Gagnum Style. All still have their fans, but their haters are just as loud, if not more so. Or they just aren't as listened to as they used to be. But generally, if a song does become Song of Summer, odds are it will have some staying power, and so will the artist behind the song. I'll go through a few stats with you. There are 61 total Songs of Summer, and out of those, 33 of those 61 songs are singles that I've still seen get somewhat regular airplay, depending on what radio station or playlist that you're on. Only nine of those 61 songs are one-hit wonders. So if you have a song of summer, the odds are pretty good that you're gonna have a pretty solid career or you're about to have one, because a lot of these are an artist's first number one song, as you can see soon. Only six artists have ever had two songs of summer. Andy Gibb, who is the only one to have two back-to-back -back songs of summer. Mariah Carey, within about 15 years of each other. Katy Perry had two within a five-year stretch. Usher as well. Uh, Jay-Z as a featured artist on a couple of songs of summer. And most recently, Drake has two songs of summer, but nobody has gotten three yet. Another thing I found really interesting is that the police are credited on two songs of summer thanks to Every Breath You Take, which was the Song of Summer in 1983 and sort of again in 1997 because of Puff Daddy's I'll Be Missing You. And this is also the only case of one Song of Summer sampling another. So if you're a pop artist 
who wants that big summer hit and maybe sampling a different one, still pretty uncharted territory. So look through those 61 songs, see which ones that you want to play around with. Another really interesting thing about the Songs of Summer, 12 of those 61 songs have features on them with the 2010s having the most features. So while you don't need to team up with someone to make a Song of Summer, it might be a good idea because that number is starting to go up and collaborating seems to be the way to go right now. Also, roughly one third of the Songs of Summer are from outside the US. And between 2014 and 2018, no American artist got the title. A Canadian artist has got the Song of Summer about seven times, most of which are in the 2010s as well. Only one Song of Summer is a cover song. UB40's cover of Elvis Presley's I Can't Help Falling In Love With You from 1993. But there is more to a Song of the Summer than just chart success during this time of year. Everyone has a different song that defines the summer that they had. Even though Fancy by Charlie XCX and Iggy Azalea was a big summer hit of 2014, that year I was more drawn to songs like Rather Be by Clean Bandit or Jealous by Chromeo. And the next year after that, I was working at a country radio station, so while pop fans were dancing to Cheerleader, I mostly listened to the singles off of Zac Brown Band's Jekyll and Hyde album. While I dug Despacito by Louis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee in 2017, my own personal song of summer was the Stephen Wilson song, Permanating, which I still say could have been a decent radio hit if it was released as such. But what is the ultimate song of summer? Well, I wanna take a crack at figuring that out. Now, to save us some time, we're gonna be sticking with the official list sourced from Billboard magazine that goes from 1958 to 2018. So again, 61 songs that we're gonna be going through. We're gonna be narrowing it down, finding the best song of summer and maybe even taking a crack at figuring out what the Song of Summer could be for the year 2020. So to figure out what the best Songs of Summer are, I'm going to look at a few different things. First, was it a documented Song of Summer? Did the artist have more than one hit single? Has the song aged well? And how long did it stay at number one? And most importantly, does the song sound best in the summer? So while this list is mostly subjective, I'm going to try and narrow it down as much as I can. So going through things, I've narrowed it down to about 10 songs of summer. And these ones, I think, are the best. Not really in order of quality, but in order of release date. Looking at the factors I've set out, really only these 10 songs happen to fill that quota perfectly. Starting in 1964 with The Supremes, Where Did Our Love Go? This is the second song of summer awarded to women, and it was the first to go to a group instead of a single artist. And this was a song that The Supremes were a little reluctant to record at the time. Uh, the song was also turned down by another Motown girl group, The Marvelettes, but they recorded it anyway, and the song paid off big, giving the Supremes their first of many number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100, and another timeless sounding classic song from the mid 60s. Along with a spot in the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry, this song spent only two weeks at number one, which was amazing, considering they were also competing with the likes of the Beatles, the Animals, and the Beach Boys. Those were just in the top 10 of those two weeks with a lot of other great songs as well. Fast forwarding to 1966 with another perfect summer song, The Trug's Wild Thing. While most casual listeners know this as their biggest hit, it was actually one of three top 40 singles for them. 
Like the Supremes, they only spent two weeks at number one. But back then, that was enough to be a song of the summer. Other bands close to getting that top spot were Tommy James and the Shondells with Hanky Panky and Summer in the City by Love and Spoonful, a song of summer contender in its own right. In 1968, Herb Alpert raised the bar with a four-week number one song of summer winning streak with This Guy's In Love With You. While best known for his trumpet playing, Herb Alpert sang lead vocals on this track, giving him his first number one single. And later on, he became the only artist to have reached number one with both a vocal track and an instrumental single with his song Rise. Other potential songs of summer that year included Mrs. Robinson from Simon and Garfunkel, Moni Moni, again by Tommy James and the Shondells. Then we have to jump all the way to the 80s before we find another song that meets all the requirements that I'm looking for in A Song of Summer. And that song for 1984, When Doves Cry by Prince, the last song recorded for Purple Rain. And for a last minute and fairly minimal recording, at least from Prince's perspective, there was only a guitar, some keyboards, a piano, and a drum machine. And even though Prince was well-established by that point, When Doves Cry ended up being his very first number one single in the Hot 100, taking the spot for most of July and the first week of August in 1984, and remains to this day one of his best-known songs. Bruce Springsteen, the Pointer Sisters, and Billy Idol were all in the top 10 around that time, and Ray Parker Jr. would take the top spot with Ghostbusters for the rest of that summer. And the number one streaks just kept getting longer and longer into the 90s. For the summer of 1995, TLC took the Song of Summer title with Waterfalls. It was their second number one and considered their signature song, and that one stayed on the charts for seven weeks between July and August that summer. Alongside Michael and Janet Jackson, Notorious B.I.G., Boys to Men, and All for One. Now we go into the 2000s. We're starting to see more longer number one streaks become the norm, with only 10 songs taking the number one spot in 2002. Nelly's Hot in Here was number one for seven weeks, but other top 10 hits that summer include Eminem's Without Me, The Middle by Jimmy Eat World, and Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand Miles. And all these songs of summer just keep getting better at staying on the charts longer. But for a long time, the king of summer songs was the Black Eyed Peas' I Got a Feeling from 2009, which was the year, in my opinion anyways, that the Black Eyed Peas had reached their peak. I Got a Feeling went to number one for 14 weeks. And that was right as their other single, Boom Boom Pow, left the spot after its own 12-week run at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. So in total, they spent almost half of that year straight at number one off two songs back-to-back, -back, which I don't think anyone has managed to do before or since. And the charts around that time would give us a look at who would be really popular in the decade after with Drake, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, and Katy Perry all releasing pretty big early singles for their careers at the time, too. And Katy Perry is another master of the summer song, not just in the vibe of her music at large, but also with chart success. Her first hit, I Kissed a Girl, was the song of summer for 2008, and in 2010, she earned one of her biggest hits, 2010's California Girls, lead single for Teenage Dream, which would be her biggest success with six number one singles. And in 2010, Eminem and Rihanna would also have a very close second spot later that summer with I Love The Way You Lie. And Usher, B.O.B., Travie McCoy, also in the top five that summer. In 2012, it was very refreshing to have a non-American artist get the Song of Summer. Carly Rae Jepsen took the title that year with a nine-week number one streak in between June and mid-August. Maroon 5, Gauthier, and Katy Perry also had singles in the top five, 
trying to be that big summer hit. And the winning streaks are reaching a peak in recent years. 2017 Song of Summer was a record breaker at 16 weeks at number one. Despacito with Louis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee and Justin Bieber, which really kicked off the wave of Latin pop, which made a huge impact on pop over the past two, three, four years. In fact, it was one of two top five singles which featured artist Justin Bieber, who made an appearance on DJ Khaled's I'm the One. Ed Sheeran, Kendrick Lamar, and Bruno Mars also very close to the top spot a few times that summer. But that record that Despacito set was broken very quick. Old Town Road would set a record last year, beating Despacito's time at the top of the Billboard charts by almost a month. But as big and as good as those songs are, I think it's going to be a while before we find out if we'll remember them. Plus, ways of getting to number one on the Hot 100 has changed a lot as well. Uh, for many years now, taking the top spot for only one week doesn't happen as often, but 2020 has been an abrupt change in that trend. Uh, we still do see a couple long stretches at number one this year. Roddy Rich dominating in 2020 with The Box and Rockstar, but aside from his two singles, all the other songs that have reached number one have only been number one for a week at a time. The only other number one song to stay on more than a week on the chart from someone other than Roddy Rich was The Weeknd with Blinding Lights at number one for only two weeks, but that song has been charting for 37 weeks now, most of that time in the top 10. One thing I found very interesting in trying to pick out these songs of summer is just how often I found out that the runner-up singles better suited the whole vibe that summer let off compared to all the certified songs of summer. The 10 songs that I talked about are to me what I felt are summer anthems, but to you, other hits might be better suited. Exploring these charts is also really interesting to me because what often becomes a hit is not really a song that people remember or talk about too much. And over the course of the last decade, it's really hard to figure out what songs will stand the test of time. But from the looks of things, for 2020, Rockstar is going to be the song of summer. And the way things are going, it's going to be really wild to see what future summers are going to bring us for those feel-good songs that we all love. So, what do you think of how these summer hits are picked out? Obviously, you have a bunch of songs that you think are better choices, and I say that because I feel the exact same way. So in the meantime, enjoy the soundtrack of your summer, and tell me your favorite summer song over on the Tim Gavin Show Facebook page. Don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, check out all the episodes, and tell your friends about it. Tell that music lover in your life to check out the Tim Gavin Show. Follow us on Facebook. Links to social media are in the description. And don't forget to give the podcast a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm Tim Gavin. I'll talk to you next time.